Greetings, everybody, and uh, welcome back to another Bible in a Year podcast episode. Uh, today, we're going to be taking a look at the uh, the book of Colossians. And uh, once again, I'm joined by Megan. Glad yeah. to have you here. Hi. Uh, so, as is my custom, before we get into the actual uh, book, or in this case, the epistle, we're going to take a look at sort of the framework for the, the writing itself. Uh, and as you could probably guess, since it's an epistle... <laughs> written by Paul, who is most commonly the author of these things. Uh, he's writing to the church uh, in Colossae, I believe is how you pronounce it, but uh, he's preaching to the believers there. And he's, kind of, as we're going to see, he's calling them to repentance for what they're doing. He's calling them to teach them how to act and things like that, but we'll get there. Uh, in terms of when it was written, oddly enough, this one, uh, we don't have a direct sort of timeline for it. We don't know when exactly he wrote it, and we know that he was uh, martyred in 68 AD. We know that this was written sometime before. It wasn't his last letter. People generally assume it was written in one of his uh, imprisonments in Rome. So probably 60 to 62 uh, AD, somewhere in there. And uh, as I said, it's written during the the reign of Nero, which is important to understand with any of Paul's letters to the churches because he talks a lot about the persecution and false teachings uh, going around in the Roman Empire. And that's because Nero was not a good guy. Uh, he is persecuting the church and he's basically inviting everybody to kind of go on to believe what you want because Nero is the kind of guy who... He was willing to kill his family to get into power. He's kind of willing to do what it takes to stay in power. Uh, to set the stage, I, start, I every time I talk about Nero, I was like saying it, but uh, just to show how bad he was when he was going to die, he got all of the priests together and told his guards to kill them all at the moment he died, so that way everybody would be mourning. Even if it wasn't for him, mm -hmm. they'd still be sad, and in some weird way that made him feel better. Yeah. So it just shows how dark the ruler is at this point, which is important to understand. Yeah, and how how much he only cared about how powerful he was and the praise of other people to him. Mm -hmm. like he was very much all about himself yeah. and doing, you know, obviously, like he did whatever he, he wanted, um, and he tries to turn people to... Um, false teachers and doing whatever they they wanted to do. Yeah. Because I think in the back of he, his head, he knew, like, he knew what he was doing and he knew that it was wrong. But if everybody else was led astray, maybe he'd fall under the radar. Yeah, and especially because uh, at this time it's polytheism. I mean, there's you can kind of have whatever God you want. Mm -hmm. And it's really important to understand if he's so opposed to Christianity, not only is there something there, but also... it speaks to what Christianity has to teach, right? right? If he's okay with all these other gods and then has to have a qualm with Christ, that means something that that's being taught here is important. Right. And it matters. Right. And he knows that if, if um, his people believe and, and they're faithful in God, that they're going to turn away from him mm -hmm. because he knows that he's not... He's not the end-all, be-all. Yes, so. exactly. He knows if he has a whole empire of Christians, mm -hmm. he won't be the, ru the ruler much longer. Right. Uh, one last comment about uh, this letter, and especially the sort of people that, he's, that Paul is writing to. Uh, the people here are living in a 
pretty prosperous city at this point. It's sort of a mercantile city. It's a trade route. So it's important that that uh, God's people or that that they turn to God, right? I mean, if if a if a trade point becomes Christian, that can spread quickly, right? I mean, you can see people coming in, maybe learn and going out to their own nations. But it also speaks to why Paul needs to write again to him, because if Christianity can go out, all these other gods and teachings can come back in. Mm-hmm. So it's a very hard point to to teach to, but also to maintain. Yeah. And as you read through, you'll see Paul is encouraging them to make sure they stay on the straight and narrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I mean, one of the first uh, sentences. Uh, grace and peace to you from God, our Father. I mean, you're right there. He's like, to the holy and faithful brothers in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that, um, you know, we always thank God, uh, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray to you because we have heard of your faith in Jesus Christ. I think he says it right there as to, you know, what he's, He's saying right there what Colossians is going to be about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's saying it's, it's right to give thanks and praise to the to our God, the only God, our only Savior, not to all of these other people. Mm-hmm. And I also love, Paul does it quite often, but he always gives thanks for the people he's writing to. Yeah. Which I think is very important. You know, it's great to give God thanks for being God. Yeah. But it's also important to thank him for your brothers and sisters in Christ, those who you're in faith with who you believe the same things and paul does it almost always when he writes he does and i've noticed i noticed that too he he's very appreciative of the the one the the um brothers and sisters in christ that he has around him Mm -hmm. as his you know kind of you know team not teammates but you know it's um he he understands that you can't always be there alone it's strength in numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's for <laughs> so. sure. And he also, I think it's also important to note here that he, his teaching style or his, his letters, however you want to say it, uh, he goes about it in a very effective way mm-hmm. because he doesn't kind of kick it off with, you're bad, you're doing bad, get on board. Mm-hmm. He says, hey, I love you. You know, I'm glad you're a part of, of Christ's family. Yeah. But, you know, there's there's some things that we could be doing and that's i mean honestly how we should all be acting right right i love you but there are things that we should all be doing differently Mm -hmm. and that's why we come to church because we constantly need to be moving in the right direction yeah nobody ever will be standing at the point of perfection right (laughs) or if they tell you that we're gonna have to have a talk (laughs) (laughs) yeah no one's perfect (laughs) yeah but i think it's i think the way paul writes is beautiful Mm-hmm. And I think it's a testament to who he was and the work that God was doing in him. And just the person that he was, I, I feel like we all can take a few pointers from Paul and the way he kind of looks at the people around him in, in the world. You know, he doesn't just immediately say, you're doing wrong, go repent. Mm-hmm. You're doing wrong, you're not being thankful. He's saying like, thank you for being here thank you for walking um with christ and 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 trying yeah yeah i completely agree and i think that's something that we need to to continue to work on as a as 
God's people. Yeah. Because it can be easy sometimes to start with people's downfalls and then move from there instead of starting with, I just love you, you know, we're we're brothers and sisters in Christ, so why not? Right. Yeah. He, um, he teaches us that it's easy. It can be just as easy to give a compliment as it is to give a complaint. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yup. So then he kind of continues, you know, he starts off with, uh, this this proclamation of love for his fellow believers but then even when he gets to uh sort of starting to teach them bring them back on board even that he does very very well because it's not an attack and it's not even so much a you're doing x y and z wrong but it's this is what christ has already done for you so let's act in a manner that's deserving of that right Mm -hmm. i mean it can be very uh very destructive to point out people's specific sins yes. and to make a list of it. A tally, we, you know, we just did talked about uh, forgiveness, but right. if you make this long tally, people are going to be upset about that. Right. But if instead you point to, hey, Christ did all this stuff for you, let's act as if that stuff matters. Yeah. Now it's general. And that's kind of what Paul does. He speaks generally in love and then he speaks generally in law. Yeah. He reminds us of all the things that were given um, for us to, to be here, you Uh know? And yeah, I mean, if you, I just think the way Paul writes in all of his, you know, letters or teachings, I think he just has a very profound way of speaking to people. And I think that he, um, I, I don't know. He's just, he's gracious in both. He's gracious in, in the way he speaks to us, um, about how great, you are and, and thankful, but then also in the way that we can continue to grow and we can continue to be better, you know? Yeah. And he also, I've always appreciated that he continues on in, uh, in these relationships with those that he, he proclaims to, or that he teaches to, uh, because he knows it's yeah. not an easy journey, mm-hmm. right? I mean, not only are you calling new people to faith, ones that may have never heard the word, uh, but you're doing so in a world that is teaching entirely uh, oppositional viewpoints. And he knows that they could easily stray and fall away yeah. from what they've just been taught. And he could also say, you know, I gave you the teachings, guys. Either do it or don't. Right. But he doesn't. Right. He comes back and he says, hey, I love you still. Remember that stuff I taught you? Let's talk about it some more. Yeah. He always comes back. And I think I think that's a big thing, you know, in... in the world we live in now, um, when something happens or, and, and, you know, you're there for those people at the beginning and you're very attentive and, and, you know, you're, you're being there for them. But as time goes on, you, your lives start to move on and you start to do things and, it, you know, it's, then you kind of forget to go back uh-huh. and check on them and make sure that, they, you know, they are okay. So, or whatever the case is, but Paul reminds us, like, it's important. Don't forget who who they were don't forget just the ones that you're bringing in new remember the ones that are established and because they're not just having an easy road yes you're bringing these new ones in and that's great like we want more people to you know have christianity and believe in it but don't forget the ones who already believe in it Mm -hmm. because they're still going through their trials and um and they need to be reminded too that hey I didn't forget about you. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, even today, it's a pretty common uh, statistic that there are people in church 
who who feel the the pull to not come to church anymore because they don't feel as welcome because when they got there it was very much a you're so welcome God wants you and loves you but then once they've been there for a couple of years people are more focused on the new members and and they kind of get right forgotten right right and you're right and I think that that's um, something that can that's a learning process and something that continue needs to be worked on in 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 the church and. It's important that you see um, a fellow Christian in in the pew with you. Like, just remind them that you're there, or mm-hmm. remind them that they're loved and that they're you're still happy that they're there. Not yep. just the new, not just the new ones. Like, yes, it's great that they're there, and but remember the ones that have been there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I always find that. I mean, especially prior to going to the sim, but in my own time before all the schooling for this stuff, just being yeah. uh, a member of a church, I always found that I was more uh, excited to come back to church if somebody struck up a, a conversation with me that felt more meaningful than just, hey, I'm happy you're here and then leaving, right? Yeah. I mean, you can you can sometimes tell when somebody gives you the, the quick and easy sort of three words to yeah. make it seem like they're happier there. But yeah. if somebody came up to me and wanted to sit and have coffee or a donut and yeah. just talk, yeah. I was far more excited to come back the next week because then it felt like I was going to see a friend. Right. Exactly. And I think that's why Bible studies are huge and, you know, the you know, different meetings or just being involved in the church. I think it's big to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, because not only you but someone else, you build a really you start building a relationship and um with, you know, the people within, you know, your church and your community and um you learn that you're not alone. And that there's and there's so much to learn from someone who has been in the church and in their belief for a long time, yep. there, because you know, yeah. So. No, I completely agree. And I think and, Paul tells us that. Yeah, yeah. Paul has great things to say in all of his letters, and, yes. uh, and particularly in Colossians, here he talks a lot about uh, you know the need to learn from the fact that we are in the body of Christ. That's yeah. kind of his key point here. Uh, in some of his other letters, he gets very in-depth about uh, church bodies and and believers. But I do like that in this one, it's simple and it's straight to the point. It, there's not a lot of... of um, Filler. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very much just a, hey, we're in the body of Christ. Rejoice about it first right. off. You know, like that's key, key. Rejoice that you are in the body of Christ. Yeah. And then go live in the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if he wrote this while he was um, in, in prison, um, imprisoned, I think that's a beautiful testament to mm. where he still was in his faith and mentally. You know, when you're imprisoned, I don't know what it's like, but I can only imagine that it seems very doomed and very, um, like there's no way out. Yeah. And he never, he never wavered and he never, you know, now we don't know if this is when he was, but if that was true, I think that's a beautiful sentiment to where his faith is and how deep his faith runs in his heart. Yeah. Yeah. Paul is always a great, uh, individual to look to in terms of the suffering Christian. Yeah. His whole journey uh, that we we know of is full of suffering and persecution, and mm-hmm. it is just far from a vacation for this right. guy. Right, And he continues to be, uh, as we can tell, upbeat and saying, you know, I'm happy to be doing it. I'm happy to suffer for the sake of other people and everything else. And 
Mm-hmm. Man, that's a tough thing to do. Yes, Paul is very selfless. Yes. He was very much for his fellow Christians around him. And, you know, that it's, it's just a beautiful thing. You know, you never, you never want to lose yourself in everyone else around you. But I think Paul um, really tells us that it's okay to put others first. Um, and sometimes it's important to, sometimes you need to step back and not put yourself first all the time because if you allow yourself to be, if you allow yourself to put others first, there's something beautiful in that. And there's something rewarding in that too, that you helped and that you were, you know, and you never know what someone else is going through. And Colossians, I think is just a beautiful um, sentiment to that. That's for sure. Well, kind of the last thing that I had pulled out of Colossians, and I I think it's a very important way that he ends his letter, uh, is with with chapter 4 here, he points us back to prayer. Yeah. So not only does he, he starts with love, he says it in the body of Christ, but then he knows that it's not him Mm -hmm. who's going to impact these people. You know, he's a great messenger and all these things, but ultimately he says, hey, you know, when things are going wrong or when they're going great or all these things, feel free to tell me, I'd be happy to know, but... Tell him, right? You know, pray to him for the strength because yep. I'm sorry, but Paul isn't going to be the one saving yep. or or strengthening people's faith, so to speak. It's going to be Christ. It's going to be the Holy Spirit, right? Right. You know, and yeah, it, I mean, he puts it: see to it that you complete the work you have received in the Lord. Mm-hmm. He said it right there: received in the Lord. I, Paul, write this greeting in my own hand. Remember my chains. Grace be with you. Grace be with you. Like he, he ends it as such a positive note and, and, you know, giving grace to others, not to himself, not to, you know, yes, give grace to the Lord, but grace be with you. Yeah. It's very personal, which yes. is important. People like personal yeah, interactions. They do. And again, he's putting someone else above himself. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a beautiful book um, to read. And it's just another testament to Paul and his journey. And you can learn so much from Paul and his grace and the way he's just like never wavered from his faith. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, did you have anything else that you wanted to pull from Colossians? No, I think that was it. <laughs> All right. So we'll move on to our, our five main takeaways from this book. And uh, first, you know, we started with it and kind of pointed to the importance of what Paul does here, but cherish and encourage your family in Christ. We are not called to be uh, individual creatures and and to worship alone or study scripture alone. We're called to be in the family of Christ. That's what we're supposed to be. We should be with one another. Cherish that blessing. Yep. It is a blessing. Uh, Two, know your faith. You know, there are, as we see here in Colossians and even today, there are people who maybe accidentally or maybe on purpose, uh, change things that, that scripture has to say. And if they say it with enough uh, sort of power, sometimes people follow that. It's important to know what you believe. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the first step. And you need you need to know what you stand on. Yep. Uh, three, stand firm. Know what you stand on and then stand firm in that. And ultimately stand firm in Christ. We saw here that Paul doesn't point to himself and he ends here with prayer. Stand firm on Christ. He is the one who has the power and has done everything on our behalf. So maintain in that. Uh, four, 
we got freedom in being God's people. We see here, you know, Colossians, and especially in some of these other epistles too, uh, part of the draw of polytheism was the freedom that came with it. You know, go and do whatever you wanted to do and pray to whatever God you want to be praying to. But ultimately you become enslaved to those things. Mm -hmm. In Christ, we're free to be who we're supposed to be, and that's his children. Yep. And then proclaim and love all of that. And that yep. is that is great news. And then lastly, I'll end up like I do with like Paul does in his letter, let's pray. Yes. Pray all the time, in good times, in bad times, anytime. Yes. <laughs> Just pray because we have a God who wants to have a relationship with us. Right. And even though it seem it might seem at times to be a, a minor thing, it is a huge deal to have a God who has told us he wants to talk to us and right. have a relationship. And you don't have to have, you don't have to just pray before bed or before your meal or before, you know, or at church, you can pray anywhere mm -hmm. and he will always listen. And I think that's something that's huge to remember is you can pray walking down the street. You could pray in your car. You can, you can pray anywhere. And that's something that God has given us. Yeah. You know? and it's a huge blessing. Yes. It's a huge blessing to just be able to pray to your God wherever you choose. And I think, um, you know, just grace be with you and, <laughs> and everyone, you know? Mm -hmm. so. Well, Megan, I appreciate you being here for, uh, for this episode. Yeah. Uh, God's blessings everybody. And I hope that, uh, I hope that Colossians is, is, is enriching for you guys as it was for us. Yeah.